Welcome to Life Study of the Bible, a presentation of Living Stream Ministry. Witness Lee, a servant of the Lord for over seven decades, culminated his ministry with a 21-year book-by-book exposition of the entire Bible, which he called Life Study. This Life Study is the basis for our program today and includes short portions of the spoken messages given by Witness Lee. Now, let's join today's program. Thank you for joining us for the Life Study of Genesis with Witness Lee. Today, we're going to continue our extended visit in chapter 49 of Genesis, and joining us with his presence and fellowship is Dick Taylor. Dick, I appreciate having you here today. Chris, I enjoy your presence, and I enjoy this visit. Let's look at this wonderful chapter 49 of Genesis, where Jacob is delivering all the various blessings to his 12 sons. Of course, in Hebrew we realize that this was a beautiful poetic utterance by Jacob, but we've been also discovering that it is prophetic as well. Dick, how do we know that these blessings have a prophetic and up-to-date meaning that's applicable to us as New Testament believers? It's good to take a look at the verses in chapter 49. When Jacob spoke to Judy, he said, "'Your hand shall be on the neck of your enemies.'" This means that he's going to be a victor. There's going to be victory involved. He said, Judah is a young lion. He couches. He lies down as a lion. And as a lioness, who dares to rouse him up? This brings us to uh, Judah as a type of Christ. When we go to Revelation chapter 5, verse 5, we see a wonderful verse that says, One of the elders said to me, Do not weep. Behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, he has overcome, so he may open the scroll and its seven seals. So these verses are not just Old Testament prophecy, but they bring us to Christ and even bring us to Christ in a very particular way. He's a lion, the king. Christ is the king. He is the real victor. No one has overcome and won more victories than Christ. He has defeated sin. He's defeated Satan. He's defeated the world. He's defeated the flesh. Every negative thing in the whole universe has been overcome by Christ. He's the Lord of all. He's the king with authority. And uh, we can experience him by coming under him and coming under his throne to allow him to rule in us today as Christians. And lastly... The prophecy spoken to Judah brings us to a phrase that's quite unusual. It says, uh, he ties his foal to the vine and his donkey colt to the choice vine. What is this? Who understood this? I have to thank the Lord so much for our brother Witness Lee and the life studies. Not only is Christ the victor, not only is the king in the kingdom, but he's also the rest and enjoyment. We want to be those who bind our donkey to this unsearchably rich vine and enjoy him all the days of our life for the fulfillment of his purpose. So the tremendous section here related to Jacob speaking to uh, Judah, showing us Christ in his victory, Christ in his kingdom, and the enjoyment and rest in Christ. 
Thank you, Dick. That is a wonderful picture. I'm anxious to get into this life study. Let's join Witness Lee. I do believe you would remember quite well that all the twelve sins of Jacob were grouped into three according to the Old Testament. And here in this prophetic blessing word of Jacob, it is based upon these four groups. We have covered the first group, the group of Reuben, and then we have covered part of the second group, the group of Judah. In Judah, you have three points. You have the victory of Christ. Then you have what? The kingdom of Christ. Then you have what? All the rest and enjoyment in the riches of Christ. Now we come to the Bulin. The Bible says the Bulin shall dwell at the haven of the sea. Judah was located on the mountain, but the Bulin was dwelling at the haven of the sea. Isn't this meaningful? Haven, that means a port. Port for what? For exporting. For shipping out. No doubt this refers to the shipping out of the gospel of Christ. Judah was the factory producing the gospel. The building was the shipping haven, exporting the gospel produced by the factory of Judah. Matthew 4 tells us the building was a part of Galilee. It is so strange from the Lord Jesus. The gospel preaching started from Galilee. Then after his resurrection, the angel charged the disciple to remember that they all had to go to Galilee because there in Galilee, the resurrected Christ will meet with them and will charge them to preach the gospel. Then the Lord Jesus charged them, Go ye and disciple the nations. From where? From Galilee. After the Holy Spirit has come upon you, you will be the witnesses to the uttermost part of the earth. So you can see by this that building simply signifies the preaching of the gospel. And the way to send out the gospel is by sailing ship. By ships sailing. In the ancient time, every ship sailed by the wind. Acts 1 tells us that all the Galilean preachers, they had to wait till they will receive the power from on high. And then Acts chapter 2, the next chapter tells us when the day of Pentecost came, the rushy and mighty wind blew upon them. I tell you, right away from that day, the ship started to sail. 
the leadership by the name Peter. Sail! By what? By the rushing. And the man, he went. You read the church history. You could see every time when the gospel was carried out. He was carried out by sailing boats. By some saints who were led under the power of the heavenly wind. Don't forget the whole context. Judah signifies Christ as the gospel. Then after the gospel, according to the spiritual history, what followed? After the four gospels, what is the book? The book of Acts. And the book of the Acts is the Acts of all the Galilean preachers. And the Galilean preachers were ships. Sailing out by the heavenly wind. It's so interesting. Genesis was the word by Jacob, the old father. Deuteronomy 33 was the word by Moses, years, years later. Jacob likened the building as sheep. Of course, sheep are for going out. And then Moses says the building. You just rejoice in your going out. I tell you today, if we are going out for the preaching, surely we will rejoice. The most rejoicing person, the most happy person, is the gospel preacher. If you go out, you sail out by the heavenly wind. I tell you, you'll be the crazy, happy, and rejoicing person. Dick, there is a wonderful connection here between Jacob's word to his son Zebulun and our carrying the gospel to the unbelievers in our midst. As one who I know has quite a bit of experience preaching the gospel, Dick, would you develop this for us? This uh, brings us to this verse, Chris. Zebulun shall dwell at the seashore, and he shall be a haven for ships. Quite interesting, the prophecy over Judah brings us to Christ as the gospel. But Christ as the gospel, as the victorious one, as the king in the kingdom, and the one whom we enjoy and rest in and partake of through all the days of our life, this Christ needs shipped out. This Christ needs to be dispensed to humanity. He needs to be, in a sense, exported. The prophecy over Judah shows us Christ as the good news. And the prophecy over Zebulun shows us the good news needs to be shipped out. The good news needs to be preached. So we have the gospel. We have the preaching of the gospel. And it's amazing here. It mentions with Zebulun a haven for ships. And... uh, It's quite interesting. Prophecy over Judah mentions tie your donkey to the vine. It's amazing, Chris. While we can be a donkey tied to the unsearchably rich Christ as the vine, suddenly we become a ship. We go from a donkey to a ship, and a ship that's not born by our own power, our own uh, labor, our own effort, and our own struggling, but born from power on high. And a good uh, example of this ship is Peter. In the book of Acts, 
He was preaching the gospel, and he was born by the Spirit. He wasn't just laboring and sweating uh, in that kind of way. He was really enjoying the gospel, speaking in oneness with the blowing of the Spirit. And this should be our experience every day. Every day we fill up with the riches of Christ, and apparently you're driving to work, but actually you're sailing, and you're being blown by the heavenly wind into your office, into your classroom, or wherever you may go. Recently, my wife and I spent four hours with a couple related to the gospel. I have to tell you, it was four hours of enjoying the blowing of the wind and the exporting of this marvelous Christ who is the good news dispensed into men. Dick, there's an obvious connection between the message that we're receiving today regarding Zebulun as the haven of ships representing the gospel and the word of God going forth. And our modern age of radio really began in 1920. And the first Christian broadcast took place just a few months later. And that's virtually the same time that the Lord began his work in this ministry in China with Brother Watchman Nee. He was later joined in the early 1930s by Witness Lee. And the two of them labored shoulder to shoulder for nearly 30 years until Watchman Nee was imprisoned by the Communist Chinese. Witness Lee then had the charge to carry on this work, first in Taiwan and later in the West, and he came to the United States in 1962. And I mention all of this because many of the people that contact us are astonished to learn that this ministry has roots that go back that far. Yet for many, probably most, this ministry has been relatively unknown And that's precisely one of the reasons that we began the life study of the Bible on radio. Our burden from the Lord has been to introduce this ministry to as many of the Lord's children as possible. Let's rejoin Witness Lee with more of today's life study. Hallelujah. We have Judah as the four gospels. And we have the building as the book of Acts. Isn't this wonderful? Now... What is come? I tell you, after the four gospels, concerning the gospel, you have the eggs for the sitting out of the gospel, and then out of the eggs, following the eggs, what you have? You have all the people on the church life. Iskar signifies the church life. What it says about Iskar, first of all, Iskar, he says, Chang Dang. I tell you, this is a link linking Iskar to Judah. There in Judah, the young donkeys all got bound to Christ the vine. And here you have strong, husky donkey. Not journeying, not laboring. But resting in satisfaction. This coaching donkey is not resting in any fall. He was coaching, resting among the folk, between the folk. I tell you, today we are not resting in any fall. Do you know? All the religions, they are the folk. In John chapter 10, verse 1, the Lord made 
it's clear that the Judaism was a fool holding God's flock, and the Lord entered in it to bring God's flock out of the fold. And then in verse 16, he says, I have another sheep. I will bring them here to make the two one flock under one shepherd. Hallelujah. This coaching donkey was not resting in any fold. It was coaching between the fold. While he was coaching, he saw the rest was good. My, isn't this right? We all have seen this good rest. Such a good rest between the fold. This is the rest in the church life. And it says, and the land was Christ. And then this one bowed down his shoulder to bear. After we rest in the church life, realizing mod rest and the enjoyment of the present land, we are so willing to lower down our shoulder to bear some responsibility, to serve. No human word can utter such a thing, but when we get into the right interpretation, we can see mod. It is really so. It is really so. My, following the gospel, you have the preaching. Out of the preaching, you have the church life. In the church life, we all are couching, resting, realizing the rest so good, realizing the enjoyment of Christ so present. Spontaneously, we will say, Lord Jesus, I love. I just like to bear the burden of the work you assign to me. I'm so willing to bear such a burden that I may have something to offer to you for your satisfaction. And this is just a tribute to my king. Isn't this our experience? It's marvelous. Dick, we have previously seen in the portion dealing with Judah a picture of Christ in the four Gospels, and you brought this out very clearly in our introduction. And Zebulun, as a type of the Gospel going out and being preached, as in the book of Acts, was also very clearly presented. But now we have Issachar, and he is a clear type of the epistles, which really were intended for the church and to produce the church. This word need some additional fellowship for us to really understand all that's here. In uh, Genesis 49 again, Chris, verses 14 and 15, Issachar is a strong donkey lying between the sheepfolds. When he saw a resting place was good and that the land was pleasant, he bowed his shoulder to bear burdens and became a slave at forced labor. Here it mentions that Issachar lying between the sheepfolds. We know at the time when the Lord came, uh, Judaism had just become a fold, not receiving Christ. Really, the center was not Christ. He said, uh, you search the scriptures in them, you think you have eternal life. It's these that testify concerning me, 
but you're not willing to come to me that you might have life. What is a fold? Any kind of worship of God that leaves Christ out, and Christ is not the center and everything. Our Christ is calling us out of the fold to himself, that we would be the testimony of the oneness of his body. And uh, it's quite good to see Ephesians 2, 21 and 22 as the fulfillment of the church life. In whom all the building being fitted together is growing into a holy temple in the Lord. This is all the body of Christ. But practically, the one body needs testified where we live. And in verse 22 in Ephesians says, In whom you also, Ephesians, are being built together into a dwelling place of God in spirit. This is the church life. The church life is standing for the oneness of the body in whatever city we live, enjoying Christ to the maximum in our spirit. So this is a tremendous view of Issachar as a type of the church life. And Deuteronomy 33 says, many tents. This indicates that the church life is everywhere. Dick, these are wonderful pictures of our situation today. Let's rejoin Witness Lee for the conclusion of our life study. Then what is the consummation? The result. The result, the consummation, is that peoples are invited to the mount of God. That means to the kingdom of God. Of course, this will be fulfilled in a full way in the millennial kingdom. But today, in the church life, we have a miniature. Now, due to the preaching, and due to the church life, due to the building, and Iskar, the peoples, the nations, are invited to God's kingdom, to the mountain of God. And the consummation of all these is just our enjoyment of the great church life and the kingdom life. Hallelujah. Here we are couching, resting among all the food as a flag to enjoy the church life and the kingdom life. I do believe such a picture, when we got into it, we will realize it is much better than sounds and words. Dick, truly we've just been treated to a picture that surely is worth far more than a thousand words. That's for sure. Uh, This is an accurate metaphor describing how I feel. I feel like I've been taken on a tour of the Louvre. The types and pictures here are just tremendous. Would you recap for us what we've seen? Well, first of all, it's good to realize this group that Jacob was prophesying over, Judah, Zebulun, and Issachar, is called the victory group. And the first one, Judah, uh, signifies the one Christ, signified by the one lion, uh, who is the real gospel. And then secondly, we see Zebulun, uh, signified by many ships, Uh, for the preaching and the exporting and the dispensing and the announcing of this good news concerning Christ. And the issue of all this preaching of the gospel concerning the most wonderful person in the whole universe, Jesus Christ, is the church life. And this is typified by Issachar. So you have one gospel, 
many gospel preachers, and one unique goal, that is the church life, to testify in oneness that Christ is everything to this universe. Thank you, Dick. This was a memorable life study. I'm sure glad that you were a part of it, and I look forward to the next time that you're with us again. I look forward also, Chris. Thank you for listening to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, brought to you by Living Stream Ministry. The focus of Living Stream is the works of Watchman Nee and Witness Lee, two co-laborers with the Lord in China in the first half of the 20th century. After World War II, Witness Lee brought this ministry first to Taiwan, then later to North America and eventually to the entire world. For more than 20 years, he spoke these life study messages, unveiling how each book of the Bible shows God's eternal plan. God, through Christ, wants to dispense his life and nature into redeemed man so that man would become God's expression, enlargement, counterpart, and habitation. These studies go far beyond mere doctrine and unveil a personal, practical, and experiential Christ. In these short 26-minute programs, we summarize and condense Witness Lee's rich speaking. But to enjoy all the riches in these messages, we hope you'll visit our website at lifestudy.com. There, you can read all of the Life Study messages absolutely free of charge. You can even create your own Life Study reading schedule or download more Life Study audio programs just like this one, and all at no cost. Again, the website, lifestudy.com. Thanks for listening.